This is Motley Fool Money. Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast that try as it might just can't leave Amazon and Bitcoin alone. But we are open to sponsorship. We are definitely open to sponsorship. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll take payment in Bitcoin. Uh, well, will you? Will maybe, you? Maybe. Oh, there we go. Moving right along, I'm oh, Andrew Page, and oh. with me, as always, is Mr. Scott Phillips. Good <laughs> Andrew. Good day, fools, and welcome to our podcast where Andrew sounds like he's about to finally capitulate on Bitcoin. The ultimate bear signal, by the way. Let's that's see how we that's go. when you need to start worrying. So we, we are going to go back to a couple of uh, favorite topics. Hobby and, horses. And hobby horses, if you will. Uh, Amazon is here, so it's actually here after oh God, months and months and months of speculation. And a couple and of hype. false starts. And a, a couple of false starts. It is here, so we will touch on that. We thought we'd talk a bit about a little company called Get Swift as well. It has been one of the real success stories of the last year. Dude, there is no H in Get Swift. There is, I just, it sounds better. I think I'll, I'll pitch to the company they need to change their name. For all the Rick and Morty fans out there, you know exactly where I'm coming from. The rest but, of us have absolutely no, no one else. No, idea. check it out, by the way. All great, right. great show. Right. Uh, we'll talk about a bit about Get Swift. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about Bitcoin again, of course, because, you know, I've got to give you your victory lap. It is, it is ridiculously up. Up doesn't begin to describe it. Um, so we'll touch on that. We should uh, spend a long time on that. Well, we'll, as long as we need to. Okay. Oh, mate, and you're getting on your high horse, of course, as well. You sound like, like a bad thing. Highlight of the show. <laughs> so where do we start? Mate, let's start with, with Amazon. Right. Uh, it has launched. It is here. You can buy stuff on Amazon. Didn't we say that last week? AU. Well, we said it before <laughs> uh, because it was going and right. to, and then it, it never did. Right. And but now it finally has. It has. And I'll, I'll kick this one off. All right. And I, 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 we've had this conversation um, <laughs> privately and uh, many times. Where's this going? But but I, I will say for the record. Not, not, on, not that conversation. On air. Some private conversations. Right. Right. They should stay private. All right. Say on air. Say something, uh, uh, say something uh, outlandishly crazy. Let me correct well, you. Well, I was a little bit underwhelmed. I, I, I am obviously I'm a huge Amazon fan. They are going to own the world at some point in time. I'm, I've got no doubt about that. But I jumped on there. Yeah, prices weren't that much cheaper for a lot of for a lot of products. They weren't any cheaper. The delivery terms and conditions and cost didn't really set the world on fire. The user interface, and and it, it might be a case of like when you go to see a. Here's a stretched analogy. You go to see the latest Star Wars, right? And you think, Star Wars, it's going to be fantastic. And like, it's got so much hype that it's no matter how good it is, it's going to be hard to live up to it. When you say here's an analogy, I think to myself, how the hell am I going to get us back to the point? But you've actually done a reasonable job. <laughs> that, right? that was good. That was Could good. have been worse. So, yeah, Amazon was kind of going to be here. Yeah. And then it wasn't. And then mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. And no one was particularly excited about what they unveiled. There was no big, you know, I can think we all kind of figured that there'd be sort of front page, front web page TV specials for, you know, 35% off. Oh, like a TV for $3. Right, right, right. All, <laughs> no. that, kind of, all that kind of cool, groovy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Turns out, though, it was their best opening day ever. Well, that's true. A little bit of right a around the world. asterisk around that, though, because, they're, you know, one of their original openings was back in the 90s. Yeah, but so they've opened in Germany and Japan and UK since then. It, look, it was. It was. It was a successful opening. Is it? Is it? Is that a question of if this had just sort of happened all of a sudden without any anticipation that that we'd be looking at it differently? Is it a question of just <laughs> yeah. there was that much hype going into it? We yep. were unrealistic in our expectations. Do you know what I love about this? Is there's so many parallels for investors here, but just just a single one. The the market pretty much created its own expectation. Amazon mm. had, had literally no hype. Yeah. 
the company had no big flashing announcements. Get ready, it's coming, it's coming. There was no big outlandish statements to how Isn't good it was going to be, how big it was going to be. It's a free marketing. Right, yeah. right. And, and so, so we all kind of got ourselves as a as a country excited mm. about this thing. Until the media ladder. wrote a yeah. million column inches worth of worth of stuff, including yes. myself and probably yeah. you. Yeah. Um, we wrote all about this thing, and then kind of we, we kind of built ourselves up to such a hype that when it didn't deliver on what we said ourselves, it wasn't like the company said this is going to be the best thing ever, and we went. Oh, no, it wasn't really, guys. Yeah, we said yeah. it's going to be the best thing ever. And then we disappointed ourselves. Yes. And yet we're annoyed at Amazon. Yes. And you kind of go, that makes absolutely no sense. Well, it was interesting. And uh, 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 did you buy anything, by the way? Oh, you know, <laughs> I desperately wanted to. Yeah. Only because I wanted to try the process. Me too. Kind of, me too. And I kind of go, what do I need? I'm a real I'm tight not, ass, not though. Sure. So I can't. You, are. <laughs> I was, I was you really, really are. For an excuse. Uh, I don't know. Your poor wife and kids this Christmas. <laughs> I said block of coal, kids. I was going to buy you something, kids, but I just I, I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to do it. Sorry. Um, so here was an interesting thing as well. So obviously, as we um, ranted on and on and on about it, it, it just it did a lot of damage to the market valuations of, of pretty much every retailer that was yeah. out there, and they fell and they fell and they fell in anticipation. And yet, on the day that Amazon opened, we saw some really strong gains from the likes of Harvey Norman and JB Hi-Fi and, and a whole bunch of other retailers. There's this old saying on the market of Buy on the rumour and sell on the fact. So right. when something's being talked about, that's when you sort of buy and then when it actually mm -hmm. gets announced, you sell. It seemed that that was reversed this time around with Amazon. It was sort of sell on the rumour and then buy on the fact. Do you think, is it A, just one of those things that it's, you can't explain because people are people and it's strange, or is it one of those things that when it actually happened, people did think, ah, oh, maybe not that bad. Maybe we've oversold some of these things. Maybe it's time to buy Harvey Norman and Meyer shares. I think that that was exactly the case. People kind of, who were so absolutely scared, there's other words for that, absolutely scared of Amazon, decided that JB Hyfer, Harvey Norman, others were for the scrap heap. Mm -hmm. And they used, they based that kind of assessment on day one of, of the numbers when day one wasn't as big as people maybe had hoped, feared, depending on what side of uh, what side of life you're on, yeah. all of a sudden it was kind of like, oh, oh no, no, Harvey Norman, JB Hoffa, they're going to be perfectly fine. Yeah. And the share shot up like 6 or 8% oh, really on, that, on, on a single gains. day. Really strong gains. Um, I, I, I tweeted during the week and uh, my, my point, for, I, know, I know everyone listening follows me religiously on tweeted Twitter. Tweeted during the week. Mate, you. You've tweeted eight times before breakfast, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, while many investors in the media are disappointed in Amazon's Australian opening and JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman shares have shot up in relief, it might just be the gods giving shareholders one last chance to sell. Making full use of those 280 characters. Uh, hi. Well, I also yeah. put the end disclosure. I own Amazon shares. My point was that yeah. I think anyone who was, anyone who thought JB and Harvey Don would disappear tomorrow was, was mad. Yeah. Equally, anyone who made their entire JB or Harvey investment decision yeah. on the basis of one day of Amazon sales, yes. that is the height of stupidity. Isn't if you're going to say yeah. it's worth 8% more because one single opening day of Amazon wasn't as big as it might have been, yeah. then I, I, it blows my mind. If, if share prices are the, of the discounted value of all the future cash flows from now until eternity, yep. and one day's Amazon sales, which frankly sound like still pretty good, but yep. wasn't stonkingly great. Yes. If you think, therefore, Amazon's not a threat in Australia, if you're doing that on one day's sales, yep. you are mad and I'll take your shares off you. Thank you very much. Well, I think we would say, I think a lot of um, investors would say that if you wanted to sort of try to rationally value a business, you'd say it's the value of all its future cash flows discounted back to today's dollars. So you don't, you don't obviously, one day is not going to make a huge amount of difference. Right, right. One three hundred sixty fifth of one fortieth of its rest of its life. You know, and and we haven't even had things like Prime, which is going to be a huge game changer. That's What's where Prime? you play an annual membership. 
you get free delivery, you get a whole bunch of perks that go with it. So not only is it sort of, it's sort of like what Costco do, right? So you get your membership mm -hmm. and, and um, to do it. It, 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 it gives you a few bargains, but more than that, more importantly, it changes behavior. You feel as though I need to get value out of my membership. So once I'm a prime right, member, right, right. I'm not even going to bother looking anywhere else, right? Because <laughs> I want to get, I want to get the benefits. Yep. So, so when, and that is coming, that is yep. absolutely coming. It's actually on the website that it's coming. Yep. Um, so that, that's, a, that's another big game changer. They are going to broaden their product suite. Mm -hmm. They are going to get better scale advantages as they do ramp up. Mm -hmm. So I don't think any of the things that were said about Amazon, or certainly that we've said and many others have said about it has changed. It's just that everyone got so myopic and, and short-sighted that they kind of missing the forest for the trees. That's a good summary. Motley Fool Money. Financial advice for real people, not trust fund hippies. Sign up for the newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Let's talk a bit. Of, oh, let's let's just get this out uh, over and done with, right? Let, let's talk. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'm getting my, I'm getting my phone ready to plant my app. Go we, on, we've go got on. to talk about Bitcoin. Okay. Um, for those that, that may not have, <laughs> so may, may that may have missed previous episodes, Bitcoin. I think was Come about. On, don't five... sound so down about this, Andrew. Oh. It's a good story. <sighs> it was a story of wealth creation. It's a story of the capitalist market doing what it does. <laughs> of, of the visionaries making money from investing sensibly. So it was about five thousand dollars a Bitcoin not so long ago. In US dollars or Australian dollars. Uh, that that was in US dollars, right. and uh, that that was already a very substantial increase. So, call about seven grand Australian, and it started to get into the mainstream. Right, and every man and his dog started buying it. Right. So, we obviously, hey, we do a money podcast. Let's talk about Bitcoin. We did, and you know, we maybe me more than you. <laughs> sort of laughed derisively and, and pointed and scoffed and did all of these kinds of things. Did you buy any? No. Oh. <laughs> I didn't buy any. Did I? Uh, yes, no. you did. How much okay. did you buy? A hundred bucks worth. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. high conviction bet. And, and hey, any, dude, and money's money, right? Look, like, read it out. What's it worth? Well, I'll start by saying in the time we've been recording this, it's up five bucks. <laughs> Jesus. My, 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 uh, my personal account. $305.70 as we speak. For a hundred dollar investment, it's that's, not a, bad. that's a drop one, carry the three. That's a triple. <laughs> that's a triple. That's a triple. Here's what's you know what's fascinating about it. I, sorry, I, speaking of Twitter. S sorry, no, no, there's other things that well, are fascinating. Well, well done, about. well done, Scott. Well done, congratulations, Scott. Well done, Scott. Yeah. You're right again. Yeah. I'll show you. You'll be looking in those profits. Oh wait, you can't sell. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, anyway, but, uh, you're a bit of bit so. Of so I, I saw this throughout the week. Um, <laughs> someone had said uh, zero to a thousand dollars. It took four years. Right, thousand to two thousand. It, it took like two years. Mm -hmm. uh, two thousand to three thousand. I'm making these. You are making up this up. at this point. <laughs> but but at each increment, it's got it's 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 yeah. getting faster. In fact, it got to a point the other day where it moved more in 20 minutes than it had moved throughout the entirety of like 2012 <laughs> or something. Yeah. It, um, it, it is it is accelerating away. So now we should say by the way that it, it's true that it should put on. Thousand dollar lots faster in now than it has in the past. But, any any shares percentage, will go up, right? right. In percentage terms, it's different. So yes. you, that's a little bit of poetic license. But even if you strap that out, right. strap that it's, out, it's still it's, an enormous. It's enormous still game. exponential growth. In fact, Morgan Housel, one of our former colleagues, did say during the week. I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying it moved more. It, 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 its value increased more in six hours than the entire Bitcoin um, ecosystem was worth yeah, in January of this year. Yeah. 
<laughs> this year. Yeah, that's right. So it went up in six hours, yep. more than it was worth in total yes. at that point in the past. Yes. So I, I, I have been uh, eating a lot of humble pie and uh, doing a little bit of research, mm. and I'm trying to trying to get my head around it. And I'll be the first to admit that I can't, every time I, it's like holding some soap. You know, it kind of every time I feel as though I've got a grasp of it, it kind of slips out of out of my grasp a little bit because it is super complicated. But stuff. surely you're ready to buy now. Surely the proof of concept so is me making. I'm, I'm gonna, if only because you don't want to be left me, me gloating. Sure, you've got to. Buy I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and approach it from a uh, a, a rational slash intellectual slash academic standpoint in 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 making a case for value. Liam, can we edit this bit out later? Sure, thanks, mate. <laughs> um, so, so I think, f- firstly, most people who are buying it are buying it because it's going up, and that's the wrong reason to buy something. Okay, so put that aside. Exactly, you only want to buy it when it goes down, right? But 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 the, so there's one argument would say, let's say this becomes a viable source of value, mm-hmm. and let's say that you know the the the, the, go, the global store of so you say store, store of value rather than source of value, right? Sorry, store just of value. Sorry, clear for listeners. Thank yeah. you. No, very right. Very right. seven hundred trillion dollars is worth the global store of gold or thereabouts. You right. might say maybe that it takes ten percent of that roll away from gold. You can do a bit of maths and you can work it all out and say so if if one percent of uh, gold's function as a store of value is is uh, replaced by Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I actually did the maths. It's worth about three thousand three hundred and twenty-seven US dollars. Right. Um, so obviously, let me, let me, if it's worth five percent, well, it's worth five times more. So you, you can yeah. approach it from that standpoint, and that's a reasonable. Uh, you, as long as your assumptions are reasonable, it's a valid way right. to carve it up. Let me break that down just a little bit because you've done a whole lot of stuff there. I just want to break it down for listeners. So. Gold is held by a lot of people because they're saying if the economy goes to hell, mm-hmm. if they don't want to be in equities, which have kind of this paper thing, they want a yep. real thing, they want something that isn't affected by inflation, yep. isn't affected by share price volatility, is diversified away. So if, you want to, if you've got a, a, an amount of money, you want to put some of that in something diversified and different as a store of value. In other words, something to store your wealth in. Yep. A lot of people are using gold, either physical gold or gold derivatives and saying, I've got 5% of my portfolio in gold because I want to have something that's uncorrelated, diversified, physical, real, that kind of Even stuff. Even though you can't buy anything with I mean, no store accepts gold, right? right Not right. that I'm aware of. Even though it serves very, very few industrial purposes, et cetera, yes. et cetera. It so, is there because someone else you think will recognize it as value and will accept right. it. Right. So your point is if people, if, if, if a small proportion of people say, I now have that, that role in my portfolio is being served by gold. Yes. At some point, I can use Bitcoin for that same purpose yes. because it's actually, it actually has all of the attributes of gold, plus it's digital, plus it can be carried around, stored easily. Yes. It's, in theory, more secure, all that kind of good stuff. Yes. I can take sell some of my gold, buy some Bitcoin instead. Yes. And if 1% of people who own gold now or 1% of the representative value of the gold mm-hmm. is in Bitcoin, yep. it's worth three and a half grand. Mate, you explained it a lot better than I did. No, no you Thank did a good you. job. I, just want, I wanted to just underpin those. No, no, that's, so that's, that's one way of coming so that's at that's the right? store of value idea. The store of value idea. And if you, so for every percent of, of, of gold's role that it takes, I reckon it's worth about, call it three and a half thousand. And I will say for what it's worth, I reckon that's that, that's my primary view of Bitcoin. If, if it yep. is successful, it be because of that, but yep. keep going. Okay, so there's one value. The other way you could do it is you would say that, look, this is, this is like... Like the internet in very early stages, we know that there's probably going to be some value for it. We just can't work out what that's likely to be. Mm-hmm. There's a spectrum of possibilities. And frankly, it's probably only a 5 10% chance at best that this goes on to have some practical value. Right. In 90% of other cases, 95% of other cases, it's absolutely worthless. Right. But if it does turn out to have some value, that value will be so substantial is that you'll take that bet. So it's kind of like me saying, you know, it's it's like a lotto ticket. Right, uh, right. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet a lot on it. I know that I'm probably not going to win. But if I do win, it's certainly the 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 the, the, possi- the spectrum of um, uh, of possible outcomes yep. justifies it. 
just through the, the probability. So very, very high chance. Can you, you explain lose that? Very, very high chance you lose everything. Yes. A small chance you make a squillion. And, and that, that, that is actually and a, prepared to take a very rational thing right. to do. If, you, if, yeah. if, if I've got you know a ten percent chance of winning a huge amount of money and ninety percent, if I if I play that bet yep. enough times, mathematically it's going to be in my. That's how casinos are based, right? right? And so, it's also this is how venture capitalists work. Right. So if you look at the venture right. capitalists in in the US in particular, they will they will make 20, 30 bets, yep. knowing one or two will pan out. Yep. The others will probably go to zero or be effectively worth not. Much. Yes, and the net result is those one or two that work will make them. So the Facebook investors made a squillion on Facebook. Yep, they probably lost money on the other nineteen of their twenty investments, but That's the return right. on the Facebook investment was well. And they they embrace that. That's exactly they, they go into it knowing that they're going to lose nine right. times out of ten. Right. Yes, and, that, and that's perfectly valuable as valid as long as you assess your probabilities correctly and invest accordingly. So to tie a bow in all of that, what I'm saying is, if you are going to buy Bitcoin, I think you need to take one of those two views. Mm -hmm. There's there's possibly third and fourth ones out there. I'm just not smart enough to grasp. Well, them. the other one just very quickly is currency, right? So if you if you actually believe it becomes a oh, in-demand um, oh, exchange thank you. Yes. where you can actually use it to buy pizzas or houses or overseas holidays or... Yeah, well, what you use for your money for. Yeah. Right, right. But so here's the thing. You ask, you ask anyone who's got Bitcoin, do they actually buy stuff with it no one does right, like right. no one does now, you, mean, you show me one person who's yeah. done anything beyond a token purchase or you 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 point out more than some little obscure thing that actually offers you the opportunity to buy it with bitcoin yeah. you know beyond silk road and you know buying cocaine online or something like that it, it is it is very 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 small so it's that's got, page p a g -E. here, is, here is this thing that we use this because it's a replacement for currency right. but no one's using it for currency it's, i it's, think but i think it can be both right so i think if you believe that in the future it will be used as a standard currency and you believe that as a result it will be worth more at that point yep. there is still a reasonable assessment to say I'm not buying it if you're investing in it speculating on it whichever word you want to use yep. as a store of value or a currency mm -hmm. both can still be true what you do with it yourself in the next couple of years while you wait for sure, that sure, eventuality sure, sure. to happen yes, yes, you yes. can say in 2025 I firmly believe 15% of the world will use Bitcoin for transactions. Yep. And if that's true, it's worth more than it is today. Yep. There's also a reasonable rationale there as well. Yep. I guess I'll tie by an oil and I would, I, I'd come back by saying, A, I've been so incredibly wrong. I, I'd, I'd say B, that is as, as crazy as all of this sounds. I would not be that surprised if it actually goes up 10x from here and, and then collapses back to zero. That's an entirely possible outcome. But I would say this, whenever, and it's one of those questions that you just get asked all the time uh, to the point of me just wanting to bang my head on the wall because I didn't buy any. But but it, it is, if, if someone says, should I buy Bitcoin? I would, my response these days is, if you can explain to me what it is and how it works, yep. Um, and you can articulate a rational thesis as to why it'll be worth more in the future, yep. then absolutely you should. And to date, I've got nothing other than blank looks back. And that's not me trying to be, you know, too too clever by half. Or anything. It's, it's, I think that is, in fact, the question you ask for whether you're buying shares in Woolies or you're, you're buying an investment property or you're buying putting money in a term deposit. Explain to me what the investment is and why and what kind of return you will get. If you can't answer those two questions, then you are almost, in fact, by explicit definition, you are gambling. And that might be fine if you say, I'm buying Bitcoin because I want to gamble on it. That is perfectly valid. I've got no problem with that whatsoever. But if you're approaching it saying, I am going to be investing in Bitcoin, great. Outline the rationale uh, and outline what it is you are buying. And if you can't do those two things, just, you know, don't just don't kid yourself. Sounds to me like the words of a very bitter man who's missed out. There's, there's, a, there's a small bit of bitterness there. <laughs> I, look, I will say, just for, just for the record, because I do own Bitcoin, you're, you are absolutely right. That, that's exactly how Sorry, you should be approaching it. it. I was right. About this rationale. Not about missing out <laughs> okay. on the triple you could have made otherwise. Um, the, 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 you, know, you, should, you should have a view of why you think it not could be worth more in terms of like hypothetically 
possibly theoretically, mm -hmm. but why you believe that the circumstances are, are present, are here, to explain why it will be worth more in your view in years. Not, not, not could, if this happens, then sure. this happens. If is a small word with lots of big connotations and frankly, it's, yeah. it's overused. But if you believe for, for very grounded rational reasons mm. that it will be worth more for those, for those reasons in, at a point in time, by all means get involved. We would always say, of course, if you are going to, it's a very, very high risk investment, very small proportion of your portfolio. Yeah. If you need to at all, just be very, very careful about it because it could well go up 10x. It could frankly fall by 90% as well. Yep, 100%. Real money advice from real people. Not just a couple of dicks with a Porsche. Get more at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Let's do this one quickly because this is a little. We're going to go to a little bit to a, a obscurity corner here, um, <laughs> from Bitcoin to obscurity. Some would say that wasn't very far. That's not a big leap. That no, is not no. a big leap. Um, there's there's this company, probably not so well known, but becoming much better known. That's called GetSwift. Right. And these guys have a bit of technology that uh, facilitates uh, 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 courier companies, right? right? So they, they've got a bit of tech that allows people to sort of track deliveries and all the rest of it. Okay. Pretty cool company, right? It, it, so it's it, kind of logistics management? Yeah, logistics management, okay. that kind of thing. So um, they they debuted about a year ago. Shares have just taken off. Oh, they, 20 cents at listing, I believe. They, they And they just exploded, right? They just, they flew up to about $2. So, so, so it was, you know, they doubled basically in so a you, year. So you missed Bitcoin, your book gets with, right? No, I didn't. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, I didn't, sir. No, I didn't. In fact, they're actually up 20-fold from 20 cents now to four bucks. So, right. So, okay. So, they first they went up 10x. Right. And, um, wow, was it 10x? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, they went up that much. And uh, uh, this the company is not yet making any money, but it's got a mm -hmm. lot of, it's got a big potential. And and so, again, I don't, I don't want to criticize that. But why I thought it was interesting was that we had this scenario where, uh, geez, was it just this week? Certainly in the last seven, eight days, yep. they came out and they said, uh, we've got a global agreement with Amazon. Mm -hmm. Stop. Full stop. <laughs> that was it, basically. Yeah. There's well, a so few other words around it. That was it. Can I, can I start? Just, can I take half a step back? Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they'd got to two bucks yes. by also unveiling agreements with other people. Yes, that's right. Sorry. So, yes. so they said, we've got this great software yes. and we're signing up global customers to use our software. Awesome. And in one case, they said it could be worth up to yes. X million dollars a year because Fantastic. this company might do this sort of transaction volume and that's we get true. paid per transaction. That's so true. if it all works out, yeah. we're worth a fortune. Yeah, absolutely true. And the shares took off. It, and, and it's absolutely true. Uh, but it's like us saying, hey, let's monetize this podcast and let's make everyone who listens to it pay a dollar. Bear with me. Bear with me. And let's click, say that click, we click, get... Click, click, click. There's click, click. switching <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. Just for the record, we're not going to do that. Please don't switch off. Stay listening. It's worth it. I we promise. should be paying listeners. We really, really should. So, and then we say, well, look at the uh, what's a, uh, oh, look at the Chinese market. There's a billion people in China. Let's say that we just get 10% of that. 1% of China. We're yep. gonna, and, and all of it is entirely plausible. It's seductive, right? You kind of do the maths like... So hang on, if I could open something, I think one percent is a really tiny percentage. Right. There's a billion. So if I only get one percent of China, I could be rich. Yes. How good's that? Yeah. So there's been a lot of uh, maybe what you might broadly term value-oriented type investors who've sort of been <laughs> scoffing at this as it continues to go up, 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 and up, and have been horribly wrong. It's painful. As a result of it. And so then they had this analysis. We've got this global agreement with with uh, Amazon, and shares literally doubled that was again all they said, by the way. from that. That is it. That they didn't say what was the nature of it, what was the potential. I mean, it might have been that Amazon said that they will help us sell some of our trinkets on their website. You know, it, we <laughs> or, don't or know. My, or as our publisher Tom Richardson wrote, they've just signed up for a Prime membership. For <laughs> That's all they've done. We've got an agreement with Amazon. For all we, we know. We're a Prime customer. We don't know. Right. 
Um, uh, shares doubled, right? Maybe fell back to about 86% up. The ASX went, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, and, and they, they put it on hold. They, they put it on trading hold. Guys. You, sorry, trading hold? Trading hold. Uh, they, they suspend uh, trading in the company securities. Right. So you can't buy or sell GetSwift shares while GetSwift respond to ASX is concerned. Markets are, uh, time out. Yep. Uh, you what have to do better. There, there are these they're very important, very um, necessary uh, uh, uh continuous disclosure laws mm -hmm. say that, look, you've got to keep the, the market informed where possible. Yep. Uh, that is not keeping the market informed. <laughs> Do better. Yeah. And so GetSwift thought about it for a little bit. The next day, they came back and they said, oh, sure, yes, uh, we can do that. Um, it's a global master services agreement with Amazon. That's much clearer. And then trade resumed. And the shares went up. And the shares went up. <laughs> again. It's like, what? <laughs> uh, now, again, I don't I don't want to rain all over it because you do. Fate, fate being fate, You're I'm going to be today. here in two years' time and gets who's going to be $100 a share and I'm going to be the guy who is calling it all stupid, right? Um, but but I, I guess what my point is, we, we can't actually know because they haven't, they haven't unless you've got inside yeah. information, yeah. which is also illegal, we don't know, yeah. uh, which is very interesting. But then, and then the, the plot thickens, <laughs> then gets we've come out and they say, hey, Let's raise $100 million. Yeah. Now, this is a company with no debt, $12 million in cash. Their mm -hmm. balance sheet's in actually pretty good shape, mm -hmm. right? They've got, they've got cash. They don't need it. And now they're raising eight times mm -hmm. what they already have. It's, and you think, what? And then I thought, no, that's absolutely perfectly rational. That makes 100% sense. They should do that. Why is that? If someone is valuing your company at these kinds of multiples mm -hmm. and you're able to raise without any discount on a price that is up to your point 20x mm -hmm. in the space of a year, why not do it? That is going to help you build an incredibly strong war chest to prosecute your future strategic endeavors. If someone comes to you and says, hey, Andrew, you have worth $10 million. Can I buy a bedroom? You're going to rush. Yes, please. You're going to fall over yourself. Absolutely. I would do it in a heartbeat. Right, so it's, right. it's about it's about being opportunistic. There's a market out there saying, hey, for whatever reason, right or wrong, we're valuing your company at this. And I say, oh, well, if that's true, can we have some more money? And we'll give you something. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. Now, the genius of this is, is that, again, if they've got some real traction here, they might be able to really take that money and, and, and throw it into the business and help accelerate growth and do all these other good things. Right. The other great thing they could do is maybe the maybe a bit of steam comes out of the market, shares fall back to $2, and then they use that $100 million to buy back the shares at $2, thus uh, you know, executing one of the most brilliant, deft capital management uh, uh, strategies in history. You're a very cynical man. I, uh, I, Don't you think that'd be cool? You'd have to take your hat off to depend, them for that, well, wouldn't you? See, this is, and this is where you, this, you know, would it, would, it be, would it be kind of smart in a very cynical way? Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. Our investors are going to get burnt as a result if it happens? Yes, absolutely. You know what, I'm going to say? You pay the money at four bucks yeah. and they're using that to buy back shares at two. Yes. You've been absolutely taken. I'm going to say something really unpopular. But I, I think. Really? Yes. On oh, this podcast? <laughs> no. You. I know. Oh, really? And this is on air. I mean, it gets worse, oh, right? Dear. As you well know. But I would say. Do we have a dump button, Liam? I, I would. I would. <laughs> Don't hit that button, Liam. <laughs> Not in a podcast. Don't I'll you do. dare. You I'll can do. edit things out. There. Oh, there we go. Right. <laughs> Look, I'm no crazy libertarian, but I, I would say that at a point you, <laughs> you, you can't save people for themselves. If people, if adults of their own free will and volition have said that I want to buy your shares at this price and then it turns out that that price wasn't justified and they get burnt of that. I mean, what is the alternative? Do we do we have some kind of nanny policing of the market? You're not smart enough to invest in the market. You're not... I mean, that that's kind of got huge problems as well. So I, I, want, to, I want to have as much investor protections as, as we can have that are in there, but at the same time, you have to allow people to do what the... We're not stopping people from buying Bitcoin as crazy as that might 
might be, right? We're not so so even though you're right, even though it's a very cynical view that Thank what you. they might be able to do and the rest of it, I would feel little sympathy for the person who's gone in there and put a very, very substantial chunk of their wealth in this thing at four dollars on on no other thesis than hey, it's been going up and it'll probably go up more. Ladies and gents, that's Andrew Page campaigning for no seatbelts in cars. <laughs> Sorry. Get more Motley Fool money advice at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Uh, what are we up to? High horse? Yeah, let's do it. On that note, give us, <laughs> give us some sound effects. Though. Those hooves <laughs> trampling my ego. <laughs> Pushing my Look face further into the mud. Hi ho, silver away. I'm. I almost feel guilty to rant now, Andrew, because you, you've just bored rant. our listeners stupid for the last twenty five minutes, and now I'm thinking, oh. do I really want to put them through a little bit more? The good news is I'm not that kind, so I'm going to rant because I can. Because if it. I don't do it this week, you're going to get to it next week, <laughs> you and know that it. is enough for me to have to take my take my take my pedestal, take my high horse, and go for it. Do it. Here's my very short rant about the Banking Royal Commission. I have said for weeks on this podcast there should be a Banking Royal Commission, and very very happily, Malcolm Turnbull has been dragged kicking and screaming to finally announce a review into the banks, and that can only be a good thing Mm -hmm. if the government and the Royal Commissioner have the guts to do it properly. The concern when you have someone who says, okay, okay, we'll have a Royal Commission, but the terms of reference, which is a horrible, cliched kind of, you know, government term, mean that the Royal Commission will only be allowed to look into things that he's allowed to look into. Mm. Like Ken Henry with the tax review when he was told you can look at all the tax, except the GST. Right. Kind of like saying, well, just don't look at all the tax stuff then. Like it defeats the entire purpose. So mm-hmm. when the government say, yes, we'll have a royal commission, okay, fine. But here are the rules. Those rules will determine whether or not this is a fair income royal commission or a kangaroo court set up by a government who wants to avoid scrutiny for the banks. And mm-hmm. I have a the cynical part of me has a suspicion that we may end up with that. When the four banks come out and say, Yes, we'd like a royal commission, please, and Turnbull says, Okay, let's have a royal commission. It's sounding a little bit like a stitch-up to me. So I'm going to say that I desperately, desperately hope they'll do the right thing and announce a proper Royal Commission. But if they don't, you'll hear it here first. The Royal Commission is only sensible if they're going to do the right thing. Did, didn't they already outline the, the T's and C's of that? Like the terms of... Well, not T's and C's, the terms of reference? They've announced what the sorts of things they're going to look into, but they haven't released the formal terms of reference uh, yet. And okay. so that'll be the, that'll be the key okay. indication. So yes, we're looking at things like industry super funds, which are just so far outside the range of probable issues. It's like the 400th thing in the list of, of problems yes, with the yes. financial services system. And there's very, there's very political dimension. Well, that's to the that problem, right? Well. So this is yeah. my issue: is if when they're talking about that, when they say we're going to have a banking royal commission and we're going to look at industry super funds, what like, the ones that have been outperforming most other funds and for with a zero of scandals, the cost, while as wealth regardless scandals, of your insurance view. scandals, yeah, right. bloody yeah. it, like more scandals, yeah, Oztrack scandal, more scandals you can you can jump over. Yeah. And then we look at industry super funds for a purely political purpose. Yeah. It's absolute crap. So bananas. I don't mind them doing that as well. By the way, I'm happy for everything to be you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shown sunlight. Sunlight's the best disinfectant, as they say. Yep. Expose it to sunlight, get the problem out of the way. That's great. Yep. But if you're going to do it selectively and only those things that politically you want to look into, that's when it turns to crap. And that's when we should absolutely say, this is not enough. And remember, this was the government that tried to wind back investor protections under the future of financial advice reforms. They that's, tried to get them ripped yes, out. That's right. It was only the crossbench in the Senate that kept them, which is fantastic. Yep. A great win for individual consumers and investors. The world didn't end, funnily enough, after yeah, that Yeah, isn't happened. that funny? Isn't that really the weird? Financial Planning Association, would te- it was going to be terrible. It was every... People you know, sued, money lost. Sky was going to oh, fall. Yes. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> On that note, uh, thank you again, mate, and uh, for putting up with my rants. It's been your pleasure as uh, always. Uh, even though it was your turn this week. Um, <laughs> remember, you can subscribe to the Triple M Motley Full Money Podcast. And you should. And you should. Uh, I, I, I get asked a lot, so I, I'll, I'll put this in again. Okay. What podcast app do you use? For people who don't 
I guess I'm promoting this on a podcast, so this kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> it just occurred to me. But what podcast? Maybe, maybe people have found it through our website, maybe through Twitter, oh, maybe they've you. found it thank through you. the Triple M website. So if you have found it any of those places, or if you just want to tell your friends, jump on iTunes if you're an Apple user, jump yep. on Pocket Casts if you're an Android user. Mm-hmm. I use Beyond um, Pod. For Beyond Pod. The random one that I found. Maybe you're saying to your mate, hey, you got to get this Triple M Motley for Money podcast. And he says, well, I've got an Apple. What do I use? Or I've got an Android. What do I use? Yep. There's your answer. That's it. Yeah. And also don't forget, please follow us on Twitter. You can follow Andrew at Sage underscore Simeon. Mm-hmm. Wise monkey. Yeah. Uh, or you can follow me at TMF. It's, it's Scott. a zany juxtaposition. It's, you know, that's genius, don't you think? TMF Scott P is my Twitter handle, or you can follow us at The Motley Fool AU, or one word, The Motley Fool AU, or one word. And you can get a whole lot more foolishness and the occasional bit of decent common sense. That should be fun. It, yeah, absolutely. Until next week, I'm getting the hell out of here. My name's Andrew Page, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm Scott, Phillips. Scott Phillips. Thank you. Goodbye. Full on. <laughs> the Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The Motley Fool operates under financial services license 400691.